Welcome to The Coaching Podcast with Simon Blair and Emma Doyle, the show that explores how to coach for success in both sport and business. Simon is owner and founder of Five Degrees and is a customer experience coach specializing in sales and customer service for contact centers. Emma is a performance coach, mentor and speaker with more than 20 years experience in coach education, both in Australia and around the world. Travis Bell is the bucket list guy, the world's number one bucket list expert. As a self-appointed bucket listologist, Trav has obsessively studied the bucket list phenomenon and blended the world's best positive psychology principles to create his own unique bucket list life philosophy. Before Trav became the bucket list guy, he built a chain of personal training studios across Australia, delivering over one million personal training sessions. Described as infectiously motivating, Trav's crazy bucket list adventures are hilarious and truly inspirational. and welcome to the coaching podcast. I'm Emma Doyle here with the bucket list guy, Travis Bell. Just listened to him do an amazing presentation. Loved it. He's my type of guy. Oh. Um, so I'm going to start with our, our first question, um, which is the anchovies question. Uh, you know, you either love it or you hate it. So what's, what's your take on your pizza? Oh, well, only on pizza. Yeah, like just not out of the tin, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> pizza, great. Have got into them more and more as I've got older. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. So being a yes to that question, you know, to that question. Yes. Um, so then we follow on with what, what's been your best um, moment as a, a coach? You, you coach people obviously yeah. now in, in what you do as a yeah. speaker and um, and so forth. So can you think of just a moment pops out that um, has been yeah. your best? Yeah, for sure. Um, look, I, I spent the last 20 plus years as a, a founding and franchising a chain of personal training studios. So I've always had that coaching within me and if I'm not it's actually one of my highest values apart from health coaching or helping others is my number one thing Mm. Um, so I now as a speaker I now run a mentoring coaching program for other speakers you know I've had a lot of people over the years of being the bucket list guy I've had a lot of people have come up to me afterwards and say I've got a message inside me I really want to you know get that out there into the world and coach one to many which is essentially speaking isn't it and so one guy came up to me and said yeah I want to he's a farmer I want to share my message I'm like yeah cool dude let's let's put together I've got a program put him into the program and anyway um, he's a farmer, been through all sorts, and yep. uh, droughts, floods, everything. Got five kids, wife breast, has got breast cancer, the whole bit had the wow. world, just everything mm. coming up against him. Mm. One night, he, oh, he had to walk off the family farm, mm-hmm. you know, all this sort of stuff. And one night, he went out to the barn, um, put, a, put a noose up, and put his head in the noose, and he kicked out, he kicked out the chair, and his running joke, because now he is a speaker, his running joke was, I was a, uh, a great farmer, but a really ordinary boy scout. <laughs> and his knot not, didn't, didn't hold. And when he told me that story, it wasn't just to me, it was to yeah. the 10 others in that group. I was like, what? And he's a really Aussie kind of dude. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you reckon anyone's going to listen to this? And we were like, you are kidding. So that was the first thing that popped into mind. Yeah. You know, being able to help yeah. people with their message yes. really, really floats my boat. And yeah. and there's someone always, when you're a speaker, as you know, mm. 
uh, there's someone always in that audience that your message, your pain maybe, your recovery, your breakdown before breakthrough moment can really help a lot of people. Yeah. And that's what absolutely. people really need to embrace. Yeah, absolutely. And we show our rawness, don't we? You've got to be. Yeah, yeah, you've got to be authentic. Yeah. So our next question is the sliding doors question. So, you know, when your life is heading this way and, and all of a sudden you turn left instead of right and it, and it ultimately changed the, you know, the course and, and we have multiple over the, the course of our career. But is mm. there one that sticks out for you, sliding doors moment? Yeah, my transition out of personal training into what I do now is the bucket list guy. I went through depression, was in a pretty sad place. But it was actually my biggest aha moment, sliding door moment, was when I gave my first presentation and someone at the end of it, and it was a crap presentation when I think back on it, when someone said um, at the end of it, hey, you're like, it has all this, this list to do before you die stuff. You're like the bucket list guy. And I went, what? And that night I went home and registered the bucketlessguy.com. Yeah. And then yeah. here we are, the rest six is, years later. The rest is history. Fantastic. Uh, the next question is in one to a maximum of three words, what makes a great coach? Empathy, vision for them, and uh, accountability. Fantastic, fantastic. Travis Bell, what a what a great Aussie guy, the bucket list guy. Real Aussie. I didn't, yeah. I actually didn't know about Travis until I, you mentioned that you actually interviewed him. So, but you know, I'm probably one of few that haven't encountered him on social media. Yeah, um, yeah, he's very active and uh, also in podcasts. He's he's definitely got um, some you know a huge following, and uh, yet he's only been in the industry six years. Yep. You know, and, um, you know, straight away goes into really sharing quite a, um, a story that really you could hear it in his voice. It really impacted him. Absolutely. And I, I love some of the, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment with uh, that particular story, but also just, just more broadly, the, I mean, what became clear to me listening to the whole interview uh, and the question that he'll ask, and we'll get to that later in the show, um, is, you know, his focus, clearly skills there in marketing, you know, himself. Branding. Branding. Uh, a lot of stuff that I suppose as coaches, because you know, we're experts in our space, but maybe we don't necessarily have a high level of skill set in terms of the essence of being successful in business, which is your sales and marketing. Without that, you don't have a business. Especially so. tennis coaches. Yeah. They're very good in their, in their craft. Yep. When it comes to their marketing, mm. it's, uh, it's often wordy. So wordy because they're like, oh, yeah, we do cardio tennis and we do this yeah. and we do that and we do blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like... Features, it's a like, list of features mm, as opposed to, mm, you know. Rather than even specialise, this is what we specialise in, participation, yeah. 10 and under. Yeah. And then once clients are engaged and hooked, okay, well, yeah, we also, of course, we also do cardio tennis for mums or, yeah. you know. Can't, you um, can't overload, you can't yeah, Cut yeah. through messaging and, and Travis yeah, he has does certainly so got that well. in spades. And when he speaks, the other thing, obviously, he spoke at the Australian Open Grand Slam Coaches Conference 2017. He really pauses when he speaks. To emphasize his message. Sorry, I'm listening and, <laughs> and, and pausing. So for, for effect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, we, we all. We, this is my pet thing, and mm. it is yours now, I think, as well. Mm, if well, it I'm wasn't already, on it. I'm so working the on power, it. The power of the pause. There mm. is magic in the silence. There is, 
And when he shares this, uh, you know, successful coaching story is in his ability to help people uncover the message that lives with inside of them. Yeah. And being able to do that, whether somebody, you know, I I come across a lot of people go, well, I don't have a message. Like I couldn't do that or I couldn't write a book. I've got nothing Mm. really to, to say. I'm and just then they, ordinary. Yeah, I'm every day. Average Joe. Yeah. And then they tell me their story and I go, wow, mm. quite, that's quite a story. Now, now, you know, obviously sometimes we've got the extreme examples. Um, yes. You know, in this case where, you know, um, he, he his one liner there is, is often people have breakdowns before they have breakthroughs. Yeah, breakdown before breakthrough. Yeah, fantastic. Right, that's what he said. Yeah. It just makes so much sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, you know, you've got to be stripped back and really understand uh, what's happened and, and face up to exposed re- reality, exposed yeah, raw, you, mm. then you can move forward. Yeah, and and shift. in the story that he shared, you know, the ability of this individual who went through an horrific personal experience, who's now out there spreading a message on the speaking circuit, and and create in, with a positive energy around something that's very negative inherently. Yes. So that turning a negative into a positive, well, I mean, what as a skill set for Travis as a coach. The ability to do that is, you know, it is a skill yeah. um, and very powerful. he's aware of it. You know, he knows that's his thing. Mm. That's what he's good at. Mm. And like, he's very clear with that, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. And, and that, so mm. that's quite, quite inspiring. Mm. Well, speaking of inspiring, if we, you know, maybe could, if I could just actually share a little bit more about the conference uh, yeah. with what I learned in, in listening to his presentation. So... And does that relate to because I not having heard his stuff before, and even for those in our audience who haven't, um, you know, bucket list guy, you know, mm, what do you think of? Um, you know, those going on grand adventures, climbing mountains, jumping out of airplanes yeah. before you die. You yeah, know? well, that's what I thought too. But Stick guess it what? Off the list. <laughs> guess what? That is only one tiny element to actually what he spoke about, and. Uh, in his, of course, again, what we spoke about marketing and branding, he had a very clever yet simple way of getting you to help you define what that bucket list is for you. So he called it my bucket list. And of course it was just, you know, acronyms, uh, every letter just, um, you know, gave an example of, of what he would define as, as a bucket list type of experience. And you've got that written down here, Emma. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll just preempt it before I do. Um, because this, this, the setup, obviously before he went into this of course was very clever and how simple is this you've got a bunch of squares and you know maybe do this right now get a pen and paper should we give people okay five seconds (laughs) Um, they can can press pause (laughs) yeah but if you're driving okay pull over yeah (laughs) pen and paper and draw you know a bunch of squares on a sheet of paper right but for women you're drawing basically um you know average age of death in australia we're looking at 83 years of age and and men uh, let me guess, it's lower. It is lower. Damn it. It's only just 79, right? So let's say roughly you, you've got those squares um, up to 80. And every so for every 10 years that you have lived, you'd put a big cross through that square. Yep. And then you're looking at how many squares you have left. And when you do it in, you know, in multiples of, of decades, mm. you go, okay, uh, right. Yeah. Um, sorry, you know, like every year is a square, but no. it was in blocks of 10. You don't actually have the time you think you do. That's right. That's right. So and I'm not meaning to be pessimistic here. So it was. It's just more of an of an awareness. Yeah. Act. Act now. Don't waste time. Yeah. Yeah. So 
let me get, let me share you. Um, I'll share with yes. you, and then maybe we'll just pick up on on one or two. But we've so my bucket list. So M stands for meet. Who would you love to meet? Y stands for your proudest achievements. Now the word bucket list. B stands for buy that special something. U stands for ultimate challenges. C stands for conquer a fear. K stands for kind acts for others. E stands for express yourself, the creative part that lives with inside of you. T stands for take lessons. L stands for leave a legacy. And I stands for idiotic stuff. Say no more. S stands for satisfy a curiosity. And T stands for travel adventures. So probably the uh, I and the T, idiotic stuff and travel adventures is probably more the traditional yeah, what you might list. what you might think of yeah. Well, travel adventures could don't have to be. It could be just that one place that you've always wanted to go to. That you know, I've I've seen more of the rest of the world than I have of Australia. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm really excited to go to the middle of Australia. I haven't explored that at yeah. all yet. Yeah, which is the whole another world. Yeah, you know, which it isn't is, it is Australia. That's the iconic. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. So I'm really excited about doing that. Um, maybe maybe even this year. So. Can we pick up on? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one at you. Um, I'm gonna go with the creative part of you, the the e, the express yourself. Mm. What what's something you know? Often I think creatively we push it down. Yeah. And um, what's that one thing for you that Simon that you would consider? Um, well, I suppose that's coming growing up as a shy, introverted kid, and as an adult, somewhat less so because of being exposed to different environments. And coaching. And, co- and coaching. Mm. You, know, you have to deal with being yes. awkward and out of your comfort zone and and to have face up to things, yeah? Yeah. Um, on the creative side, uh, I was a latecomer. I learned to play guitar when I was in my late late teens, early early 20s, and um, would do it in my bedroom and learn some stuff. And But in recent years, the last sort of five years, and... With singing, playing guitar, I'm a demon now. You know, I've I've expressed that creative side. I've tapped, you know, and, mm-hmm. and taken some bold steps. Mm. Getting up on stage with a band in the Philippines when I was over there for work in yeah. the bar that I stayed at, doing karaoke at the drop of a hat. Handed me a microphone. Oh, I've got one. I'll start Here singing. Here we go. I'm not. I might save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It- hang on. Here, I'll play a snippet of uh, some one of my songs you'll hear it i would love to hear All it right, let's do listen. it with you my senses come alive he's me coming to your door he's me coming to your door So I'm more than comfortable with the creative stuff, doing this podcast. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm putting it out there. And continue, once you start, it's like that's like a tap. Yes. Yeah? So I suppose for anyone out there that's where that is a, a, ch- a challenge in terms of expressing yourself and the creative side and tapping that, um, having made very conscious decisions to step out of my comfort zone in recent years, it's the most liberating thing you can do. And I think it manifests itself then in a whole lot of other parts of your life. Um, and whether that's public speaking, whether that's you know singing, whether you're a good singer or not, just friggin' do it. Mm, mm. <laughs> Emma, what about what about you? Uh, well, you know, I, my, the high school that I went to, 
mm. St. Columbus College, was very renowned for doing exceptionally well in Rock of Stedford's. And I was um, a sporty spice, like I was the sporty jock, you know, of, yeah, of, yeah. of the school. So, Emma, you, you know, you do sport, you don't do dance. And I was like, yeah, mm. I don't do dance. Mm. So you put always you, put, put you in that box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't do dance. So I joined the backstage crew, uh, which was an incredible, ex- very empowering experience in leadership um, and you know, lead and follow um, qualities in backstage crews. Quite incredible. Um, but I was around the dancers the whole time, and I I did love it. I loved productions because I was behind the scenes. I always got to see a lot of it, but from a different angle, I guess. But um, you know, dancing was something that I was like okay, I really think that I'm into this, but I wasn't necessarily skilled in it. And so it wasn't until my early 30s, really liking jazz music, um, I decided that I wanted to learn swing dancing. And I uh, did level one, did level two. Crazy teacher said, you know what, I think you and you know you, you, my partner at the time, I think you two could dance in the Australian Jitterbug Championships. <laughs> I went, um, well, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> and, of course, you know, when you've got an inspiring teacher who has a vision beyond mm. what you can see in yourself, yep. um, all of a sudden the next thing you know, we're, we're now we're practising three or four times a week to be able to, you know, and I'll never forget we walked out on the stage and um, we thought we'd prepared something for 90 seconds and, uh, you know, the, the MC person, you know, and then, you know, this this uh, next song will be, you know, for two minutes. And we, and I remember thinking, what? Our whole routine was on 90 seconds. So we had this oh. really awkward moment, you know, of having this 30-second, um, you know, Window. filler. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, you've just got to run with it on the fly. You've just got to go, you know, I'll be better for it as the experience. Mm. Look, we didn't qualify for the next round. Oh. But I can still say that I danced in the Australian wow. Jitterbug Championships. That's huge. Swing dancing. <laughs> and I absolutely, you know, I did, I loved it. And I think um, my mum, for example, awesome woman, um, Denise Doyle, I hope you're listening, uh, line dancer. She line dances two, sometimes three times a week, goes to all the wow. balls. And I definitely think there's a lot in that for memory recall, the steps. I mean, there's no way I could, like I've seen how she dances, she does. There's no way I could even, and yeah. I, you know, I, I went, remember I went to Nashville, Tennessee here, right? So <laughs> I'm, I'm a line dancer, country girl from way back. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, you know, I couldn't do what she does. I couldn't even copy what she does. Uh, so there's something in there around the brain and keeping it fresh and keeping mm. it, you know, oh. as well in these things. Well, I do it with my music and playing yeah. guitar and stuff. That's, that's mm. my album. It. That's mm. and it does it one transfers to the other because when you're getting creative, uh, regardless of what the activity is, the parts of the brain that are activated, um, if you're bringing that to your profession and yes. you need to be more creative, then do something creative that's not related to your profession mm. and mm. stimulate you know different ways of thinking and um, yeah, just the headspace, yeah. You know, so maybe we'll pick up on one more, um, maybe just the first one, the letter M. You, do you remember the, the old um, Tom Cruise ads, you know, mum's mum's cooking a – it was a lamb mom's roast. cooking a lamb roast. For, you know, but, you know, Tom Cruise, do you have a date with Tom Cruise or do you have lamb roast with – you know, Australian audiences, I'm sure, 80s people, you'll, you'll, yeah, yeah. you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Go with the lamb roast. So, you know, it says, <laughs> who would you love to meet? So maybe we could put our coaching hats on. I'd love to know from you, Simon, who's that one person you think, you know, in, in our industry that you would love to meet? Gary Vaynerchuk. 
Oh, Gary from as in... Gary V. Oh. The world's social media rock star at the moment. And we've had Claude. Oh, you know, I was just about to say, I don't want to sound like I'm writing off your comment here, but... You're not meeting Gary V. I'm meeting no, Gary V. No, I'm meeting Claude. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to meet Claude as well. I interviewed him. <laughs> How about we kind of like, yeah, next time we go to New York. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that. Yeah, I'm actually with you on that. I really would love, you know, to meet her. There is something about and Gary, Claude, that organization uh, that is different. Different to all the rest. They're doing their own thing and it's authentic. It comes from a place of compassion. Gary's all about gratitude. You know, that's that's his fuel. Yeah. And Same with Travis. Yeah. Travis does five every morning. Yep. And it's just so powerful. And mm. the essence of what what the reason Gary cuts through and the reason Gary's been successful in the social media space is um, because he gives it all away. You know? Um, he's and with no expectation of anything in return. And that is, without a word of a lie, not a tactic. It's a genuine uh, thing. And as a result, and people know that, when you listen and absorb his, his messages and his content and his extremely valuable advice, he's doing it because that's his passion. Mm. And, of course, he gets plenty in return as a result by not focusing on that. Yeah, That's not the reason he does mm. it. Mm. And, and that just, from the earliest days of... Uh, yeah, the last probably eighteen months to two years of tapping into that his, you've been following his, stuff, his yeah. um, just resonates, makes you think very deeply about your own motivations, and and in business, how do you break the mold? How do you stand out? How do you be different as a coach? And yeah, from Claude, it's just about you know, yeah. I mean, I interviewed her. We t- had the great episode with her. We did. You know where. The essence of the person yeah. is there. You can't fake that. Yeah, the and heart. The heart. The heart, the passion, and, again, seeing more in mm. that person. And when they see it in themselves, yeah. that's the bit that really resonates with so her. I, so I suppose for meeting Gary and, mm. and Claude, it, it would be for no other reason than actually to express gratitude. Mm. And a simple and thanks, what... but genuine, look him in the eye, yep. shake the hand, yep. tap him on the shoulder, mm, mm. whatever. Mm. But they know it, you know it, it's real, it's mm-hmm. pure. Mm-hmm. That's it. Speaking of which, Travis's sliding doors moment. Very real, very pure, very, yep. of you know, my personal training. It would, it would have been very easy for him to go, The you know, these, these franchises are doing great. Everything's going great. I'm on this. I'm on this path, and all of a sudden, he, somebody comes up to him, mm. and in one statement to him, hands it to him on a platter. <laughs> hands it to him and embodies actually the simplicity of knowing exactly who he is. And in that one statement, the bucket list guy, mm. you you straight away can capture who he is. Absolutely. But what's interesting, he had to be receptive to that. Mm. He had to be attuned to that message and and it and it, it resonated with him. And rather, so strongly. Rather than that, he let that, um, yeah. letting that be a fleeting sort of thought yes, and I'll let have it a go. think about it. I'll do something about it in six months' time. What did he do? He knew in his gut, bang, instantly. That bang. Was, and, and then that's my brand. Dot com. Dot com, registered it, and off, off he goes. Six years later, and here it he just, is. And it just shows the power of branding. It does. 
You're listening to The Coaching Podcast, brought to you by Five Degrees, Australia's number one in call quality monitoring and coaching for contact centres. Visit Five Degrees, spelled F-I-V-E, at fivedegrees.com.au to find out how you can supercharge your sales and customer service efforts. And The Coaching Podcast, also brought to you with thanks to Emma Doyle, international speaker, mentor, and performance coach, specialising in communication, women in leadership, and coach education for players, parents, clubs, schools and coaches right around the world. Visit emmadoyle.com.au and discover your inner coach today. For myself personally, it's like two days ago, Emma, and there's a social media post to prove it. You know, fail your way to success. I think I might have posted that on our Facebook group. For all of you out there that are not yet members of the uh, Coaching Podcast Facebook group, have a look. Plenty of bonus content. Absolutely. And the ability to interact with us and give us your thoughts in response to our guest questions, etc. But the evidence is there. I, I posted a, a graphic with a Failure Way to Success. And for the first time, I branded it because this has been something I've been trying to get a handle on, how I want to position myself in the marketplace and really striking at the heart of what am I and what's my passion. And I've realized it is a, as a coach of the other of all the things I do, coaching is is my passion and my joy. And so I branded myself the custom experience coach or the CX coach for short, because that's the space I play in. And um, there was something very liberating and I changed it on LinkedIn as well, branded it that, but it came from putting it on this on this uh, post. And it just, I don't know, in a, in a, just regardless of what happens as a result of that in the, in a, in the marketplace, for myself, the act of actually being so comfortable with that cut-through messaging and that it's aligned to my purpose, um, yeah, just did something, changed something in me. What about uh, you, Emma, with, I suppose, branding, the power of branding? Yeah, well, actually, it was funny that you should ask that because it was during a conversation with Trav that he pulled me up on that and said, really? yeah, because he said, you know, you're, you call yourself a speaker, that's what you do, that's yeah. not what you are. Yeah. And so I said, well, I'm the coach's coach. And he said, how about the coach's super coach, which is very <laughs> Trav. And if you see him, he literally does embody, you know, his marketing as well. He's just, you know, dressed very funky, you know, very stylish Melbourne and the hair is, he is on a slight angle in his bike, <laughs> right? Love it. Yeah. A bit mohawky. So, but he, but he embodies his brand. Yeah. Um, and even with my rebranding, um, recently, you know, in terms of my name as a speaker, which is really out there on a, quite on a global scale, the fact that I, you know, put the E backwards and, and the D is a, mm. is a point of difference, you know, engaging yes. and dynamic and yes. enthusiastic and determined. Yeah. It's my name as well. Yeah. And there's a contrast there with the, with the contrast and, and that itself create, uh, grabs people's attention. So. That's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, I really, you know, I really, I, I love the coaches coach. That's what I do. I coach coaches. Well, I've got, I've got a thought here and we could, you know, for our, our audience through the Facebook page, uh, if, if any of you are struggling yourselves with just trying to pin down how to position yourself with the language and the branding, uh, feel free to put it out there to the to mm. the coaching community. See what people come. It and could be just the same as this sliding doors moment yeah, for Trav. And it's a it's an opportunity to grab other people's opinions who are not close to you, who are removed from you. Just that this the outsider's perspective. Bang! It's incredible. Even for myself. So the CX coach. Now I'm starting to think. Oh, CX. 
in the business world, that's everything, you know, customer experience. But it's still an acronym. And will people get confused by that? Mm-hmm. You know, so now I'm starting No, it's to think, brilliant, Simon. I love it? it. Okay, I, well, no, but is, you know, so is it the customer coach or something like, you know. So just as an mm, example. Back yourself to once yeah, you make a decision. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I, I love it. It resonated. The minute you said it, I went, that's exactly what you do. Yeah, great. All right. Well, it's sold then. <laughs> Done. But for all uh, all of our audience, tell us if, you, if that's something, which it is for so many um, coaches, put it out there. Put it into the uh, Facebook group and let us, as a collective, um, give you some different perspectives and help you out. Mm. Uh, what makes a great coach? Empathy, vision for them, yep, and accountability. Which uh, a great set of three, you know, uh, attributes. Empathy, you know, well, walk in the shoes. You know, the episode with Claude Silver from. Vayner um, Media, just massive, uh, mm. defines who she is. You know, it's very much the core of what I do. Yes. I think it's, to be honest, of all the yes. attributes. And even what we just said in Travis's, you know, little acronyms, none of them are about him. No. It's, they're they're it. all about you. So the quicker he understands your map of the world, you know, what's important to you? It doesn't matter what his creative that's expression right. is it's around you first and foremost yeah, it's the ability to you know mm. put yourself in the perspective mm. of someone mm. else mm. Um, and then i'm sure and i, I don't know this um but i, I guess I, I am coming from my map of the world and my experience but i can imagine he's probably put that list in front of a lot of people and they go i don't know yeah like you know they might go oh, well i don't know i really don't know what what it is that i want to conquer or um, and one of his strategies, um, if I could share one of his strategies around that, and he had us actually do this, and this in itself, this little exercise is quite bizarre. But essentially, you had to you had to partner up, and you had to um, create. He called it a reverse bucket list. So you had to brag. He he he'd say your ass off. You had to. So if you and I were partners, yes. I would absolutely have to brag my ass off about something I've achieved. Yeah, talk yourself so up. Talk Big myself up. Yourself. You, uh, you know, like, like a used car salesman. Yeah, so I probably would have had you <laughs> believing that I won the Australian Jitterbug Championships. You know, like really embellish it. And yeah, this yeah. happened. This happened. And you know, rah rah rah. Um, the and, greatest female tennis coach on yeah, the planet. <laughs> yeah. So and then he says, um, copy, cheat, or steal their idea. So oh, yeah. if some, so the more, you know, and I, I absolutely, you know, my favorite thing, you know, if, if you ever sit next to me on a plane, I feel sorry for you after one glass of wine, because I love to have a chat. I'm up for a chat and I love your success stories. I love mm. to hear people's journeys. And, and, you know, this in itself, like if someone tells you a story and you go, that is pretty cool. Like you really did that on the Great Wall of China and you, you know, you mm. shared this moment with somebody, you know, y- your mom that you'd always wanted to do that. Yeah. That's really interesting. So he says, Copy, cheat, and steal that idea. Yeah. Well, you know, every poet is a thief. Yeah. Yeah. Every you know, when it comes to songwriting, and it's a lyric from a U two song, and um, you know, that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's you because mm. you learn. You learn mm. from everything and everyone, mm. and all the inputs that we get in our daily lives, and and when you find people that something mm. resonates with you, mm. grab it. You'll you'll naturally it'll come out when you apply it in the context of your own life exactly it's not going to be the same as somebody else's experience you know that's what the best do mm, you know and i guess it taps also into him talking about having a vision for them 
Yes. So that's that really does um, speak volumes because when that person's in front of you and they don't know or they think they don't know, that's as coaches when, like, well, in my world, I can provide an environment to help them explore, discover. And one of my favorite questions that I've only just added to my to- coaching toolkit after um, my, my time in the UK, I heard it off, you know, from a coach who, whose name I, I don't know, otherwise I would give them credit. But it was just a really simple question. Um, the activity was run and this coach said to this player, what did you find interesting about that activity? Mm. And what a great um, non-leading question for them to actually give you their raw it's an open question. experience yeah yeah we've talked about that in terms yeah. of how as a to get conversation and yes you know not yeah. assume not make assumptions yeah but i don't think i've ever used that one i was again mm. so simple take it use it i am i am <laughs> don't it. don't you worry write that down so yeah. what was it again Just yeah for, <laughs> yeah um what yeah. made what makes made for you what made this activity interesting yeah the experience the what experience, was what was yeah. interesting about this experience yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that's, that's wrapped up in that vision for them. And then the word, of course, accountability. Yes. Uh, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume he's referring to accountability for those he coaches or accountability for himself. Well, you know, he, look, look, as a coach, because that's important as well. Yeah. Oh, he, he definitely walks his talk. Don't you worry. Because we make big promises, don't we? A lot of the time. Yeah. Just watch his intro video. If you're not sure whether the bucket list guy actually does live his bucket lists. Um, he does. And, uh, yeah, his, his bio video is, is, you know, it's him. It, it, you can get a sense of who he is, what's important to him, what he's about. Um, but also I, you know, you can also, if, if, don't write it down if you're not going to do it. No. Well, I actually had a coaching session with someone yesterday uh, for one of my clients, frontline staff member, and actually, sorry, a frontline manager who looks after a, a number of branches in this uh, insurance business and um, uh, talking about management process to drive improvement and change with individuals. And part of that is to document a monthly action plan. And we talked about how to do that effectively as opposed to what a lot of managers do in business where they get that wrong. And, you know, it's, and the critical part of that is what you said, the ability to, whatever we put down on this paper, it's not me coming up with something for you. It's, we have to agree on it. You know, cause you're the one that has to execute it. So it has to be a commitment that's made. So if whatever goes on that paper, then you got to follow through. And sometimes those actions are actions for the coach Sometimes it's for the what's obviously needs to be things the staff the staff member in this case needs to do themselves, and when you come back then to the in a month's time and review what's happened or hasn't happened, then if that commitment's been made, then you can really hold that person to account in that moment if it hasn't been done, and and actually be very hard on them, Mm. and have a higher standard because uh, why did it get put down in the First place, don't break your promises. Make you mm. all of us make commitments, follow through, mm. Mm. and and that lack of follow through. And I think that's a key management skill mm-hmm. to be effective as a, as a coach in driving improvement is to test the person out when the action is being created, and if they're wavering on that commitment, then it doesn't get put down. Absolutely. If it's you know the the great coaching tool when I did all my training around business, you know, and, and life coaching, you know, out, it's so simple, just out of 10, give me a number. 10 is like, you're definitely going to do it. Zero is you're never going to do it. Yeah. If it's below a seven, start again. Yeah. Look at, Absolutely. you know, if it's an eight, okay, well, okay. Yeah. That's, that's life. You know, that's, we can manage that. Yeah. 
Um, but below a seven, let's let's look at what the blocks are, what's yep. going to hold you back, uh, where's the fear around that, uh, which I'm sure Travis would come across a lot. So, so often... You know, conquering a... Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say around the, the actions. So therefore, is it more important to, when you're starting, trying to condition the habits of someone to make a commitment, follow through, if that's a bit new new for them, mm-hmm. uh, start small. Yeah. You know, start small. Have, have something that they definitely are going to commit to. Achievable. It's definitely, be a, definitely achievable because it's more important that they actually have the experience of making a commitment and being able to tick the box or put mm. a line through it mm-hmm. when next you, mm. you come back mm. and visit as opposed mm. to being too bold, too adventurous, mm. too early. Or when the physio tells you, you know, you've got to do your exercises three times a day. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm very committed to healing this ankle of mine, as you know, yeah. but three times a day... Uh, once a day, I know I can definitely do my exercises because I am committed to getting it better. If they said, all right, well, three times a day, it's going to heal much faster and it's, you know, it's really connected to the goal. I've just got to look at, all right, do I schedule that in because this is more – it comes down to what's important as yeah, well, isn't it? That's but right. I know for me, I know that I'm going to be able to commit to it once a day and because it's part of that early morning routine. Mm. And then obviously I've got to weigh up the goal mm. of me wanting to be able to do the, the – the Mr. Harry Haggis run in, in <laughs> yes. can't believe I'm putting it out on the podcast. And if the physio is saying a little bit too extreme, then I need to just find what works for me, but commit, you know, not, no point saying, yeah, I'm going to do that for sure. So here's a question for you, which is about the physio and, and their, how effective they were. Did they just give you the instruction? There you go. Or did they engage you in a conversation there you go. around what's realistic? What your vision mm. for the next few months? Did yeah. you get the chance to reveal the fact you're going to be doing this event in Scotland? Because if they did, then they sh- if they were doing this mm. at the maximum or listening to the listening, signs, taking in signals, the inputs through yeah. some good conversation, yeah. then their solution, their recommendation of that exercise, they can deliver it in the mm. context of mm. that goal. Mm. So there's for any physios out there, mm-hmm. and so you got to sell it. You can't just don't just put the prescription out there. Sell the sell the tap it into the person's why. Yeah, you know, so important. Um, all all industries, what we're talking about, yeah, isn't it? Because really? we're constantly selling ourselves, yeah, and selling our message and our instructions and our advice. And mm. uh, if it's not linked to what not what you think is important, the vision for that for them, not not you. You know, and and that's a I think an important distinction which which Travis clearly made. So mm-hmm. great. Should we um have a listen to Travis's question? Yeah, let's go for it. And lastly, um, is there a question that you have of the coaching podcast? You know, when you meet other coaches, other successful entrepreneurs, what's that one question that you love to gain information on? What's that one thing that you you might want to ask of the coaching podcast? Ask of the coaching podcast. Um, gee, that's a great question. <laughs> um, ask of the coaching coach. Uh, what what makes a great coach? Um, as well, like I I love hearing about. I think coaching is underrated. Yes. I think um, there's a reason why you know. Tiger Woods is a bad example, but all the top CEOs, you know, all have coaches. Not just one coach, but they have yes. a multitude, a plethora of coaches these days. Yes. And I would love to see more coaches charge more, so there's more value associated with it. 
and as a result, you know, as when mm. when people pay, they pay attention. When people pay more, they pay even more attention. Mm. So don't give away your coaching for free. Yes. Get people to pay, yes. and then they'll get results. Yes. It's energy transference. Yes. So I don't know if I've answered your question. Well, but well could I say it, even that? Why do why do coaches not charge? They undervalue their ability. They Mm. undervalue their ability to actually change people's Mm. lives and Mm. impacts their ecosystem. Mm -hmm. People need to recognize, I I feel that people need to recognize, and I've gone through this as well, people need to recognize the absolute power in um, being able to change someone's life. And, And one, you know, one thing can have a massive ripple effect on a whole lot of areas of their life. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the show, Trev. My pleasure. <laughs> so, Emma, he's a very interesting thing he did. He, he's put our question. Back on us. Back on us. It's it's a funny thing because um, actually part of this question for me and even, you know, the chance that I did get to ask Roger Federer that day, what he thought made, made a great coach, um, stems back from actually about four or five years prior when I was taking a, a junior development coaching course in New Zealand and I met a, a fantastic coach who I definitely, I know will be one of our guests one day on the coaching podcast, um, Adam. And him and I started thinking about, well, what really makes a great coach? Perhaps we should start with asking the children first. And so we actually um, interviewed, uh, video interviewed as well, mm. kids. So oh. not just, um, so I've got all the video footage of, um, I I did. Oh, they'd be so cute. Yeah, we had we had a total of a hundred kids. That would be funny. Age between uh, the youngest was I think three, yeah, right up to um, children around sixteen. Wow. Um, and so we collated all of their answers. Um, and then and then we started interviewing coaches. What what they thought. So and can, then of course now can I just check since, something with kids. Did a did a lot of the answers involve? I was like, you they got to have lollies. <laughs> Sometimes, or things like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes he, he, you know, he or she gives me prizes. Um, what makes a great coach? Um, the answers were, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those um, you could almost put it into one of those funniest home, you yeah, know, videos. Yeah. Some of the answers you got. But one thing I will say, and I'm still now now since doing the podcast, I'm I'm actually doing something with that data, by the way, um, which I'm really excited about that I'll that I'll put into some form of you know an article or. Uh, research paper or something along those lines with these types of responses. But mm. I will tell you that the children actually ended up saying their responses were more around the soft skills. Really? Um, yes, more than you, more than we would have, I would have thought, te- oh, he's got, you know, he or she has good technical knowledge or mm. um, they really um, teach me how to play. It was a less about that. He's um, My coach, he's funny or yeah. she's nice and- she's nice um she asks me about my day or he uh listens to my stories yeah. like so it was it was it was interesting um so right. i don't know if i'm just stalling time for you to actually think about i've got mine oh you've got oh, yours yeah. okay we, i'm gonna make it's you easy i'm gonna make you go first then <laughs> what well, well, simon she quickly thinks about. Um, simon blair <laughs> so on you- the coaching podcast what do you think makes a great coach in one to a maximum of three words Empathy, credibility, and your energy and style. Am I going to? That's an extra. Am I going to allow that? But I. Well, energy. your energy. Energy. Your energy. Okay, I'll give you that. Just say them again. Empathy, credibility, and energy. Now we've talked a lot about. Do I get to expand on? Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, 
Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, empathy, and there's a lot. This empathizing with someone, yeah, you project putting yourself in the, someone else's perspective, seeing their truth. Uh, you don't even have to agree with someone. You can agree to disagree, but there's acknowledgement and validation for how they they're thinking and feeling, and, and a, a shared understanding, I suppose. And and that's the foundation for common platform. Common platform. Yeah. For everything that comes thereafter. And listening. You know, listen with. Yeah, empathetic listening, you know, with with purpose because it's about them, not you. Mm. All of the other, you know, many other things that our our coaches mm-hmm. reveal. But mm-hmm. for me, that's the cornerstone. That's the most important attribute: empathy. Uh, but credibility. And do you know your stuff? Have you actually got a mechanism to help someone improve performance? Because that's why you're coaching. Mm-hmm. You have to shift behavior, shift thinking, mm-hmm. improve performance. Whether it's in sport or business. Doesn't matter what the activity is. Your coaching toolkit. Your, what is your toolkit? Is that what and you're meaning? Have you have you got a, a mechanism, a toolkit, and is it something that you've actually used and applied and refined, as in you've proven it, you've tested it, and it actually works? Yes. Yeah, so, and not to say you don't always continually refine it and improve it, etc. But you've got the chops. You do have expertise. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of coaches out there. You know, I always go back to the, like the 23-year-old life coach. I'm sorry. But <laughs> please don't tell me you were a 23-year-old oh, life coach. Definitely not. 30-year-old? 35-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> more, more tipping 35, 36, okay. that I began to study it. Good. Yeah. Because it's, I'm sorry. No way. Yeah. No way. Life experience. No way. You got to have lived experiences and failed to succeed. You know, by trying stuff mm. and testing not, it. Not to say that twenty-three-year-olds can't begin the journey of that's. I hope Absolute, that's not what you're not saying. Not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, I didn't think. But it was. if I've hired someone to be, you know, to sort out my life for me at my age. Now, if I'm twenty and I'm dealing with a mature twenty-three-year-old that's done a lot more than what I have. Different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm talking about me here. Okay. We're just lucky. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not bagging life coaching yeah. or anything. I'm, I'm talking about for, for me personally. Yes. I'm not going to engage a 23-year-old life mm-hmm. coach because they don't have the credibility in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But they might for someone else. Yeah? Okay. Important distinction. Okay. Um, but you've got to be an expert. Yeah. And, and that, that, that can come. That's all in the eye of the beholder as well. Yes. And it's all relative to what it is you're doing and the age of the person and their own experience. But, mm. um, you know, you've got to be credible. Mm-hmm. And I think even for the children that you talked about. Yes. You know, they can spot someone who's... Doesn't know what they're doing. Don't know what they're doing. They're faffing about. They've got a, apparently a process or a method, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not engaging them as people and, mm-hmm. and teaching them things. Because mm-hmm. I think even kids eventually can be fun... But eventually, at some point, they're going to be developing skill Absolutely. and getting better. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they themselves mm-hmm. will start to feel an inherent disappointment. Oh, kids! Kids yep. want to, um, especially again, uh, female players do want to develop that sense of mastery. Yep, that's what there the re- that's research yep. based. Yep, terrific. Um, so that's and the credibility, and then energy, and it's it's one of the competencies I have in my model for for communication. Which is, you know, it's what you as the person brings to the table in terms of yourself, your your passion, your your literally met style of delivery. Are you basically don't be boring? 
Mm-hmm. It's probably my number well, one, we, number one say, piece of advice that I give and for mm, myself. Is yeah, but how do we say it. that in, in not – that's double negative in that sentence. So I challenge you right now, what's, what's the – if we're working on our reframing of our language and walking our walk. Vibrant. Vibrancy. Opposite, so instead of don't be boring, how do you say that in a uh, – Have vibrancy. Have vibrancy in your – the nature of energy itself. In the nature of energy. Very, and it's, you know, we've touched on this a few times, don't we, in mm. terms of, uh, you know, the reality of what energy is. Mm-hmm. It's vibrating mm-hmm. atoms. Yeah. If you're not, if you don't have mm. a palpable uh, energy about you and mm. your physicality, mm. uh, your vocal delivery. Through the podcast. Through, through the podcast. You know, I'm sure our, our audience picks up when we're maybe one of us is a little bit flat or not quite present or slightly distracted versus when we really engaged ourselves you know that's and mm. that's that's normal but yeah we people notice mm-hmm. that stuff and mm-hmm. they pick up on it even at a subconscious level so energy basically means everything else you do because you can you know you can technically execute everything perfectly but if it's lacking that vibrancy it's ain't it's not going to be as effective it's not gonna be, yeah you're not going to hit the engagement or the affective dame domain especially when you're working with kids absolutely because yeah. it's, that's the nature of mm. communication mm. so emma stop me <laughs> it's your turn have i've have I, have I given you enough thinking time <laughs> i was fully listening i wasn't thinking about what i was going to say next simon blair i was okay. fully engaged in what you were saying there you were so, so let's, what uh, is it that you want to ask me well what are your three uh three no more than three attributes that make in your your mind a great coach Inspire, improve, impact. Have I seen that? Is that on your website? It is. Well, there you go. And Makes sense. that's what immediately just came to mind. Inspire, improve, impact. impact. And certainly when I remember when I started out on this journey, um, I've got video footage of myself answering that question. And so that wasn't, they, that wasn't my answer then. So yeah, just an example of how how we shift as as people, we evolve, and you know, part of my branding, I wear it on the back of my shirt. It's inspire, it's improved impact. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, every time I deliver a workshop, a presentation, a a, a speaking gig, uh, a facilitation, or coach, okay, because that's at the heart of it. Mm. I'm a coach, yeah. all right. My job is to inspire you. Now, how do I do that? Well, first of all, I'm going to build rapport and I'm going to fully if, – if you're a three-year-old, I'm also a three-year-old. I'm down on your level so from number one. Energy? I, comes comes through in inspiration. Yeah, right. And it is my number one piece of feedback people do do give me. I think I've mentioned that to you before. So that, if you're inspired, the energy flows from The that. energy flows. And when your energy flows, guess what? Everyone around you is accountable mm. to lift their energy. I literally got an um, in-book uh, Facebook uh, po- um message on my business page two days ago and said that my energy was infectious that you've caused me to, to increase my vibrational frequency yep. on, on court and how cool is that um, so yep. that's in um, inspire uh, improve I'm talking about myself first and foremost right I every day I want to try and improve I want to try and get better even the 10 minutes before we started our podcast today we sat down mm. and I thought how can I get better in in our the coaching podcast so I told you you did <laughs> And I, and I took the feedback really well. I wrote it down and hopefully... That's what we do for each other. That's what we do for each other. And because I asked for it too, I was ready to hear it. Um, yeah, yeah. So improve. And then my job is to then, 
you know, it's the whole lead and follow. So I follow first others on how I can get better so that then I can lead others into how, you know, providing an environment for them to get better and, and, and make them accountable to that improvement. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, the third I... Well, hang is, on, just before you move on. So oh, yeah. that gives you, relating to my three things, mm-hmm. that gives you credibility in their eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because... As you said, um, it's around my experience. It's around my qualifications. It's around the where I travel, what I do, and even you know we heard Judy Murray talk about the importance of you know traveling the world and learning from others. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure Travis, yep. you know, in his travels and in meeting people and understanding their bucket lists, imagine what that does to his world yeah, and exactly. the expansion of his world. That provides you with the credibility as the expert to to speak about keep building on it, to keep building Don't on settle. it, settle. Keep growing, keep moving forwards so that ultimately my final eye is around impact because, you know, one of my um, philosophies is that I want to make myself redundant. So if I take myself out of the picture as a coach and I wasn't watching um, the lessons happening down at a club where I've been mentoring at that club, that I've impacted their behavior. Mm. That's what it's about. Yeah. Knowledge, skills, behavior. So, um, you know, first it's given the knowledge, then they practice their skills so that ultimately I'm impacting Mm. their behavior. They are living um, methodologies, modern teaching and gamification and all these things that I truly believe in. Uh, And as a result of of me being there, um, or sorry, not just me, but sorry, because I'm not just talking about my own reference point. I'm talking about great coaches, what I think of great Mm. coaches. So when then, so basically, what you said, when you're not there, what's mm-hmm. happening? That's right. You know, that's and, right. And that, I can relate. That's very much the core of what I do mm. uh, in shifting behaviour mm-hmm. and, and basically, yeah, to make yourself mm. redundant. Mm. So thank you, Travis, for asking us our own coaching yeah. podcast question. <laughs> awesome. And there, um, there you go, audience. You know a little bit more about yeah what Emma we what we I. think makes a great coach. Uh, and then of course. Um, then the conversation ended up going a little bit more into talking about the importance of coaching um, and, you know, how we... Charge more. <laughs> yeah. When people pay, they pay attention because of the transference of the energy, yeah. which he, he mentions. So the question then became, well, why do coaches not, um, you know, why do they not charge? What do you think around that? Speaking for myself, but... Probably something that I know. Let's face it, because a lot of look effective coaches, you know, they're we're we're people, people, yeah. With chock full of energy and enthusiasm and a desire to help and improve others, etc. Often at our own expense, we don't have therefore um, our own psychology and sense of self worth might not be as as strong. It's I don't know. It's it's often wrapped up in those sort of personalities, uh, um, but. This, but it's also the skills of business. You know, it's understanding business yeah, I think and, and, the, re- the, head and the reality of yeah. the marketplace and what what people people's relationship to or perceptions of value. Yeah, and mm. which is what he says straight away. He absolutely. says they undervalue their ability to change change people's lives because we'll, we'll do it regardless and impact their ecosystem. Yes, I really like that. Absolutely, he made reference to that because as coaches, we do have a massive ripple effect. We do have a often um, a bigger impact than we we realize through something as simple as language or a great Mm. question or a shift or just, you know, the number one thing with my mentoring program that the feedback that I get 
what what people love at the end of the 12 months when they write me a testimonial, one, one of the number one things they write, they they write, and you touched on it with your your what makes a great coach, is the they knew they had to get it done, like accountability. So each yeah, month they couldn't, you know, so even if it was no like escape. Take the cramming off the table, you know, like cramming. Remember the, you yeah. know, when you've got the exam the, the next day, yeah. you know, because there's an, yeah. there's a, a, a yeah. deliverable, there's a moment in time that yeah. you have to bring it. And yes. That creates, that drives that accountability. It so. does. So in terms of, you know, not charging, I, I think he hits an nail on the head. Let's value our profession. Mm. Um, I certainly charge and, and I, you know, and it t- does take a while to, to find the balance yes. between your experience and what you offer. And you can test the market. To test the market, but charge. Yeah, absolutely. Charge what you're worth, believe in what you're worth and keep, especially for me, positioning is mm. really big. And the more you can position yourself in your area of expertise, that's where you can charge what you're worth. So basically charge whatever the market is prepared to pay. That, that's always that's the, right. the reality. And so you need to test it and don't under undercharge. Which and measure it. And measure it. You, <laughs> that's you, your, you can that's measure your. it. Um, and if not, just get Simon <laughs> to help you measure it if you're not good with business. Uh the other side of that is when you can you can charge higher amounts when you can back yourself in you've got you get results yeah it's all all anyone cares about is results at the end of the day that's mm. why we're all in it for you as a coach is to drive real change mm-hmm. real improvement for the individual that's why they're engaging you as a coach to to actually mm-hmm. get better at something and to get results mm. so if you have and this goes back to the credibility thing I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a track record of getting results, then you can charge accordingly because mm-hmm. that's people will pay and pay more mm-hmm. for something that's almost going to guarantee, guarantee get the change thereafter. Mm. So why don't we as coaches offer more money back guaranteed? Totally. Because if you totally believe in what, in. Yeah. in what you do and you don't get results, absolutely. Then then why should people pay? Absolutely. Interesting. And, and, if, and if your immediate response to even hearing Emma say that is, oh, I could never do, do that, that, I think that tells you something. Mm. Something to think about. Something to think about. Mm. Absolutely. So perhaps on that note, it might be a good time just to say thank you to Trav. Yes. Thank you, Travis. Uh, the bucket list guy got a greater sense of what he's about yeah. than before but great it. Aussie guy d- doing great things for a number of you know with a number of organisations yeah. and charity and yeah, just a brilliant. you know a beautiful person thanks Travis and thanks Emma thanks Simon like to thank travis bell for being our guest on the coaching podcast check out trav's website www.thebucketlistguide.com to access his great content and find out more about his story and his services he's available for speaking mentoring and coaching you can also connect with travis on twitter instagram and linkedin using at trav bell t-r-a-v-b-e-l-l and follow his facebook page by searching the bucket list guy 
The Coaching Podcast is proudly brought to you by Five Degrees, Australia's number one in quality monitoring and coaching for contact centres. And thanks to emmadoyle.com.au, speaker, mentor and performance coach. My name's Jane Neal, producer for The Coaching Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.